Hey guys, welcome to the He Said, She Said podcast with Josh and Danielle, where we talk about our marriage, family, and the everyday stuff that we all face. We don't always agree on everything, and we certainly don't have it all figured out, but we know that God does. We're so glad you're here. Hey guys, welcome back to yet another week of the He Said, She Said podcast. Yeah, I noticed that you're not telling everybody what episode we're on anymore. I have no idea what episode we're on. Neither do I. It's like nine or ten or something like that now. Yeah, guess we what? We threw that bonus episode in there and it kind of threw me all off. Um, I told you I'd give you eight episodes. Yeah, and you made it past that. So good job. <laughs> giving you a round of applause. <laughs> yeah, I have to tell you. What just happened in here? Every time we come in to record, he makes me test these mics. They have to be tested. They have to be tested. And so he's like, all right, test mic number one. And I would say, hello, hello. And he says, okay, test mic number two. I say, hello, hello. I didn't get that. Say it again. Hello, hello. Hey, try that again. I didn't get it. Hello, hello. And, and you she know what does he's it doing? Every time. He is just seeing how many times he can get me to say hello, hello, <laughs> over and over and over. So I do it like over. I'm getting wise. Like I've let's just say I've gotten wise. Well, you figured it out. Fine. I mean, it only took you nine episodes, but you figured Stop it out. Stop it. Ten so episodes. today I was like, I am only saying it one time, and so I said. I've already tested that mic because I just talked. So I went to the other one and I was like, hello, hello. And then I walked away and he was like, no, seriously, seriously, I need you to do it again. Seriously, I really didn't get it that time. I'm like, you're like the boy who cried wolf. I am not doing it again. I refuse to do it again. It is not happening. I am not falling for this. I have to ask you a question. What? You have did, to ask me a question? Yeah, you. Oh, what? Did it work the first time? Were you tricking It me? did not work the first time, I promise. Because I hadn't, once you press record, then the whatever that thing is called. The little meter. Yeah, it starts to pick up the sound, and I hadn't pressed record yet. So, no, I actually legitimately had not gotten it the first time. And so he's like, no, I really need you to do it again. And I was like, I ain't doing it. I'm not. I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to fall for that. You do this to me all the time. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then she made me do and it. And then I she said, you know what? And do it. I'll look at this little meter, and you can go test the mics if you really need them tested. And he was like, no, wait. No, because so, uh, he knew right away I was just going to switch things up on him and do the exact same thing. So ironically enough, today's conversation is about fighting well <laughs> and how to win a fight. And apparently Danielle has learned uh, in our 15 years of marriage how to win a fight. Strategery. Yeah, exactly. Like I've learned. So then I, I had him walk to the mics and he's like, hello. And I was like, no, I didn't get that. Yeah, and, and I said, like, get out yes, of here. Yes, you did. <laughs> I am do I'm not doing it again. <laughs> You're not tricking like, me at my game. No, You're not doing it. Do it do it again. <laughs> and he was like, oh, his face was all red. It was, was not red. It was. My face was Your not face red. was so red. No, and we were not. laughing so hard. And he was like trying to decide whether or not I was lying. <laughs> it was so funny. Anyways, I was Whatever. lying. I did get it the first time, but you know. We're back from the magic. We're having the Disney dumps, I call it. That's what you've been saying all week. I don't feel like we we're, I, I'm in the Disney dumps. You know, not me either, but I'm kind of joking about it. But it is kind of sad to leave. It is sad to leave. But like 
I, I was ready to get back. My feet were ready to get back. Yeah, because... If you've ever been to Disney, you know that you take like 25,000 steps. And that's not... Or at least we do. Yes. We are kind of crazy the way that we do Disney. Yeah. So. And not everybody can hang with us. Y'all, can you hang with us? Is that know. a challenge? Are you like throwing down a, the, the, the challenge the, to to the people that listen to our podcast? Yeah. No, because... I don't think people can hang with us. We can barely hang with us. We're getting too old. You know what I'm saying? I know. Our kids were like pushing us this time. Let's stay. Let's stay. And we're like, no, we want to go back and go to bed. Yeah. And they're like, I did go back one day and I have never done that before. Yeah. I wasn't feeling well that day anyway. So that was part and of it. And it was reason. Animal Kingdom. And so for we, those of you that have been to Disney, Animal Kingdom, it can be done more quickly than the other parks. Yeah, there's not as many attractions, I feel like. It's but very it cool. it is one of my favorite parks. Yeah, it has like the best, if not the second best. I have four favorite parks at Disney. Do you? Yes. What are they? They are Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot. Oh, and in case y'all don't know, there's only four <laughs> parks at Disney World. <laughs> so he just named them all. Uh, yeah, we had a really great time. But you know why we um, why we get so many steps in is because we and we are going to do a Disney episode because I said he said nobody wants to hear you do a Disney episode and I'm like I don't care I'm doing it anyway. Y'all let us know. Do you want to ha- do you want to hear a Disney episode? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how they respond because I am You're doing do one anyways. anyways. Okay, fine. But we we open and close the parks every day. So if the park opens at 11 and closes, like Epcot opened at 11 a.m. and closed at 11 p.m., we will be there before 11 a.m. because they technically. This is for our Disney episode. Open. Like the, the tips and tricks I know. that you're about to give. I'm not, it's not really a trick. It's just this is why we walk so much and this okay. is why we're Go there ahead. and we're so tired. Because we'll be there 45 minutes early and then we'll stay there until 11 p.m. and all the walking in between. Guess it's like all the bajillions. Here's what I want to know. This is what's not fair. If I walked so many miles and I was literally on my feet all day long, which I must have really good shoes because my feet actually don't don't hurt. Um, I do get Mine tired, did. but my feet don't hurt. But if we walk so many miles and so many steps, how come I gained like five pounds in one week? Are you asking? For yeah, an I'm answer? asking you. Why? That's a. Why would I answer that question, especially <laughs> recorded for all mankind to hear, and for all of eternity, and for all of well, at least for the time we're on Earth. I guess that's true. Um, I mean, do you want me to answer that? Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if you're going to say. You know what? He is going to answer it, but on. The Disney episode. <laughs> we'll tell you how we do Disney. We'll tell you our tips and tricks. We'll tell you our favorite things. And um, I think that we can get a pretty decent episode out of that, a pretty decent bonus episode, because there's a lot that goes into it. People don't under- understand. Um, and, and if you don't do it the Are right you way. socks today? Yeah. There are no shows. Them. Oh, okay. Random. I know. Sorry. I just noticed it. Distracted. You're like, squirrel. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so on our Facebook page, too, this week, I'm sorry, I'm changing, changing right. subjects here. I'm still here. talking about Disney. I know, but Go ahead. we'll talk about Disney all day if we keep No, all I'm saying trail. is be looking out for the bonus episode. All right, it's it coming, coming soon. It's coming soon. So on our Facebook page uh, this week, we asked whether you would drink 
whether you prefer to drink coffee or tea. Um, so, Danielle, coffee or tea? I drink neither one. I knew you were going to say that. But if I had to choose one, I do drink dessert coffee. I think we've talked about that on this Dessert episode. coffee, yes. I think we have. I think you're right. I drink um, it like it has to be sugary with the whipped cream and the, all, this, all the things. Yeah. I think that on our Facebook poll, which by the way, if you haven't gone and put in your your opinion on that poll, go do that um, at facebook.com forward slash the he said, she said podcast. Yeah. And I think the tea drinkers need to make themselves known. Well, I was just going to say coffee drinkers are overwhelmingly winning that poll. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think that's because coffee is far better than tea. Like we have. Well, don't tell Jenny that. Well, I'm just saying. (laughs) Jenny's like. I'm just saying. The only one who is like, I prefer tea. But she does. She loves tea. Yeah. Jenny's our church secretary. Yeah. And she drinks herself a lot of tea. But it's, it's no sugar. That's that's what's crazy. She gets an unsweet tea. Yeah. I don't know how she does it. I mean, it. I guess people like that. Do people? I've never had it without without sugar. You don't like tea, period, at all anyway. It's gross. So. I can't. I love sweet tea. Like, I can drink some sweet tea. Let me tell you what my husband does to me. What do I do? You do this all the time. He gets a new cup of coffee. New, 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 different oh, yeah, kind, yeah, like or bruise it a new flavor, bruise it a different way, or something. And he's like, "Oh, babe, you have to try this. You will really like this one. There's no way you could not like this one." And I get it, and I drink it, and it tastes like cigarette ashes. It does not. <laughs> you are insane. So I gave Every her. I got single time. I have like seven different brewing methods at home. Seven, probably. I've got the French press, I've got the pour over, I've got the Chemex, which is technically a pour over, but it's a Chemex, so it's got the special filters and everything. I've got the AeroPress, I've got regular drip, um, I've got... That's five. Is that it? That's it. That might be it. So we've, we've got, got five. five. Five different brewing methods at home. Um, and I got the Chemex for my birthday. Or was it my birthday or Christmas? That's your parents Christmas, gave me that. Christmas. Yeah. So my wonderful in-laws gave me my Chemex brewer for Christmas and you have to buy these special fancy filters for the Chemex. And I brewed that first cup of Chemex coffee. And I'm telling you, it is, it's amazing. It's super smooth and it's not oily and it's just really, really good. And so not bitter at all. So I gave so, it to Danielle. So and not true. <laughs> it's, it is a hundred percent true. No, it's not. It makes a really good cup of coffee. It's but Danielle bad. said again that it tasted like cigarette ashes. You know, I'm not the she only one who me. says that. You offend Your me. dad says the same thing about well, coffee. <laughs> I think maybe some of us, you know, like the cilantro thing. Like some people no, cannot. No, it is not like that. Eat cilantro. I love cilantro. Josh loves cilantro. But for some people that have like this special, I don't know, gene or whatever. I feel bad for you people that have that gene. Cilantro tastes like soap to them. Yeah. And I think for Pop Pop and I. We have this like gene or something that makes no, coffee that taste not, like cigarette no, ashes. No. Because it tastes exactly the same way. I like the way it smells. And if I disguise the flavor like with tons of creamer, I put sweetener. You just haven't with whipped cream. You haven't and drank all the it things. enough. Is that the proper way to say that? Drank? You haven't drunk it enough? I think it's drank. Dr- I think it's drunk. You haven't drinking it enough. Drinking. Uh. <laughs> you did not drink it in, in, in it. Anyways, you have you gotta get used to it. Like it's something that, you know. Why? And though? then you why? You, and then you grow an appreciation. This is my for this it. is my question. 
if I if it has to grow on me, why do I have to make it grow? Because on once me? it grows on you, it's like it's like a new hairdo. Once it grows on you, then you love it. Yeah, no. And then you just want to keep that same hairdo. Okay, l listen. And make I, it better. I I will have throughout to throughout time. <laughs> oh goodness. I will have to say, I do, I guess I should say, I do have to say that I have learned uh, in the last year or so, like, the benefits of drinking a coffee in the morning. My girlfriends are always like, you don't drink coffee? You don't drink coffee in the morning every day? Like, how do you even survive? And I'm like, I just don't. I'm like a zombie in the morning. <laughs> like, I just don't wake up until about noon. Um, and they're like, well... You really should. And I, I guess I never really noticed the difference see, before. see, like, I don't feel like I have to have a coffee every morning. Bro. Like, I just drink it because I like it. I'm in the middle of a sentence. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Do that to me all the time. <laughs> no joke. Go, go. I haven't even finished I've my stopped. idea. I've stopped. i stopped. Go, finish. Anyways, I have learned here recently, like, before I never noticed that it affected but me. But I just like it. You're doing it on purpose now. <laughs> You're a joker. Anyways, um... I have I have recently noticed that it actually does give me more energy. Like if if I drink a coffee big enough, like I can't drink a tall. I have to have at least a grande. Yeah, that's because that the majority of your your drink is not coffee. It's creamer. That's true. So, but the creamer doesn't. Have it caffeine. actually gives me caffeine. energy. Yeah. And I didn't. It's caffeine. I know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't feel like it affected me before, but now I'm like, man. I guess I should be using this. Bean using juice like a like a drug whoa what did you just like do smacking that, the Mike? microphone into my face anyways. So anyways coffee is i think we would both say on that poll that coffee would be our go-to over tea oh yeah because you know what y'all he does the same thing with me and tea oh babe this is really good tea <laughs> you have got to try it there's no way you could not like this tea my whole like my whole life he's done this to me with coffee and tea you will love this tea. And I'm like, oh. And I fall for it every time like a fool. I kind of got wise the last few years, and I'm like, no, I will not try it. I will not I think you just it. do it just to be nice, just to like placate me. To try it? Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, fine. And then you basically spit it out. Remember that time I had a coffee and Carter was a baby, and we were putting together a crib. I think it was Carter. Yeah, it was Carter. We were putting together a crib, and we were in – we were in the baby's room and I'm drinking my coffee and Carter's like wanting to taste it. And so I let him taste a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. And then like immediately it just came pouring out of his mouth because he did it's not gross. like it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, that was funny. Anyway. So our discussion today is about fighting, um, which we never do. No, no, we are absolutely experts we, on fighting. We're experts because <laughs> we never do it. Um, you know what? I do have to say that we used to fight all the time. Well, I think part of that is, so, you know, we, we told you guys before that we've been together since we were 15, 14 years old. Mm -hmm. um, we've known each other since we were 14. We started dating, dating. I'm doing that church in air dating. quotes. We were church dating when we were like 15. And so... We've been together a very long time, um, and I think that, you know, early in our relationship, even in our marriage, like, we were very immature and very selfish. Oh, so, um, so immature. And so we- And we established, I think, these bad habits. Yeah. Like, of, I don't know, we talked about this, like, 
expectations of each other and like me 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 and yeah i think not even expectations well yes expectations but not just expectations but also like this selfishness where you know i felt like you were you were there to serve me and and i felt vice like, versa yeah what about me right you're, you were there to love me basically and you're not loving me like i feel like you should be loving me and giving me the attention i feel yeah. like i deserve and so anyways today we're talking about fighting um, but, but I but I do have to say that we used to fight all the time and still every now and then we have our little spats but it is nothing nothing like it used to be like everybody's gonna think we had a terrible terrible marriage we didn't have a terrible marriage it wasn't like you know we we hated each other no but we and it did. wasn't like we were on the brink of divorce or anything right, it was right. like we got on each other's nerves yes. like nobody's yeah, yeah. business it was like brothers and sisters it, it was, was like that's, that kind that's of a why we say that we're yeah. like brother and sister which sounds weird but we've just known each other we grew up together we've known each other so long and i think we recognized how to push each other's buttons and because we were so immature we did it yeah, all the yeah, time yeah i remember um one of the things that I would do, and this is so embarrassing that I'm saying this, but if we were having an argument, I would like laugh. I would just like laugh. Like, this is so ridiculous. What you're thinking is so ridiculous. And you felt like I was mocking you. And <laughs> I would you were. do it on purpose. I would just be like, this is, we're laughing. We're, we're fighting over this ridiculous thing. And it, and it was important to you, but it wasn't important to me. And I knew that it would bug you to no end if I just like laughed. But the reality is like, as we, we, we even talked in preparation this morning, like what were some of our biggest fights over? And I said, I don't know, probably like the laundry and cleaning and dishes. And you were like, we did not fight big time over those things. And I, like looking back to me, that was that was some of our biggest conflict. Yeah, I started after I asked you that question, I started thinking like maybe from his perspective, like because he felt like I wasn't doing that. Those were the biggest problems in our marriage. And from my perspective, I did make a list of the things that I felt like we fought about early on. Um. Let me see if I can find it. I have all my stuff here. All your chicken scratch. All my chicken scratch. I said to him this morning, I forgot my computer. I'm just going to have to write it out. And I cannot even read my own handwriting, y'all. It's so ridiculous. Oh, here they are. So while you look for that, I'll say this. Yeah. Like, we're, we're not just, you know, like confessional time here talking about how we fought a lot. But I think the, the purpose behind this discussion right now and this part of this discussion is for us to understand that there is constructive fighting or sure. constructive um we we probably shouldn't call it fighting we should probably call it conflict there's sure. constructive conflict and there's destructive conflict and early on in our marriage i think most of our conflict was destructive oh, until we learned until we have learned and and even today there's times that you know that we push each other's buttons and you know we just have conflict that's that's not going to be constructive right. but i think what we've we've learned over time and i think this is true in most marriages but the earlier you can learn it the better is that you can make your conflict constructive. So right. what we want to do towards the end of the discussion today is give you some principles that, that we believe are from Scripture and that are going to help our conflict in marriage to become constructive. Right. And we were in these <coughs> destructive patterns, for sure. Um, and it was, um, you know, purely out of selfishness. I think about that uh, chapter in James 
from whence come wars and fightings among you. How does that go? Come they not. Even if you're less that war in your members. Yeah. I have it marked here. Yeah. I cannot quote it because I got mommy brain. What causes wars and what causes fightings among you? Is it not your passions that are at war in your members? That's a different version, but that's basically it. <laughs> I grabbed a Bible from his from his office because my phone is dead. Y'all, I'm completely unprepared today. And I was like, I'm just going to mark it all in this. I'm going to use the Bible today instead of my phone. It is not even the right version. <laughs> Can the you read right it? The right version, right. Yeah, um, the version that we usually what, use. What What passage was it? James 4. James 4 what? The beginning. Oh. From whence, comes, <laughs> from whence come wars and fightings among you, come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your members. Uh, hence, that's the word I was yeah. missing. You lust and you have not, you kill and you desire to have, you cannot obtain, you fight in war, yet you have not because you ask not. Yeah. So It's, be- it's because of your flesh. It's right. It's because of your lust. Yeah. You want what you want. It's, it's selfishness, essentially. Um, that's why there's conflict. You want your way. And so then I was like, I was thinking about from my perspective, I think from your perspective, the big things that were bothering me, um, to you were that I didn't, um, do what you felt like I should be doing, which is keeping the house tidy. Yeah. So it comes back to those expectations that we talked about. Like I, I needed to do that for you. And I, the things that I came up with, um, trying to think back was that, that I felt like um, you weren't giving me enough attention. Mm, like mm-hmm. you were investing in relationships with other people and you were so nice to everyone else, but then you would come home and you wouldn't talk and like you would just like veg. And I didn't understand at the time it's because like you needed to decompress. I was like, but me, but me, what about me? What about me? Or like I would see you on your cell phone and maybe there's some validity to some of it, but like I would see you on your cell phone and I'm trying to have a conversation with you and you're like on your cell phone, like talking to someone else. And I'm yeah, like, no, I, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I think that, that that's part of learning each other. And like you said, understanding. So like, you know, for, for guys, we have so many words we use in a day right. and, um, you know, I, I use them all when I, I, I don't talk as much as I used to now because I sit in my office and do work and I do some counseling and, you know, other things, but I used to be in a classroom all day long teaching all day and right. with, with teenagers all day. And it was just, by the time I got home, I had exhausted all she of my words had and no energy words left um, for me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would get upset. I would be like, but me, you're not giving me enough attention. You're investing in relationships with other people, but you're not investing in relationship with me. You're not showing me you love me. Um, And you're expecting me this other thing. The other thing kind of opposite of what you were saying was you're expecting me to shoulder all the responsibility when I work just as much as you do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can't shoulder the whole thing by myself, you know, and it was and then I started reading my list and I was like, yeah, it's so right. Everything that I I said was it, it was all about me. Yeah, you know, it was you're not doing this for me. You're not fulfilling these expectations, and you're expecting this of me, and it's just not fair to me. And it was just all about what I felt like I deserved, what I felt like I wanted, and you were not meeting. You were not meeting those things. Right, right. So conflict is is really like I mean, it's going to happen. It's inevitable in everybody's relationships, right? Um, what, how would you define conflict? Like, what would you say conflict is? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but I feel like conflict, 
comes about when two people have um, differing ideas mm-hmm. and um, they each feel like their idea is right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, so then, so then when that happens, when you feel like, you know, you've been wronged or when you feel like I have a different idea about how this should be done or how this should be going or what should be happening and you are in two different places. Well, when you like, I think about, um, I think about weather, like when you have the warm front and the cold front and what Mm. happens when the two come together, I feel like that's kind of how conflict is when these two diverging things come together and they meet in the middle, then you're going to have a storm. Yeah. And so all of us have opinions Right. And we all formulate desires and ideas about the way that we think something should go, even if that something is like something, something small. So like even even today, um, you know, you have something going on and I have something going on in the next you know hour and a half or so. And we, we have one. Vehicle. We have one car. And, um, <laughs> but we, here's the thing. We got to figure out how we're going to make I that didn't work. know that you had this thing going on. Well, so I'll be honest with you when you said. Um, I, I, in my mind, am going to keep the car today because I usually do when I, when I, we have the podcast. So then when you said, but I have this thing and I need the car, I was like, well, why didn't you tell me? Like, it was like, you didn't verbalize that. I didn't Um, because I'm trying to do better. Right. I'm trying to do better. But what I'm saying is we need to, we need to just compromise here. Right. We'll figure out a way to make it work. Um, but what I'm saying is, you know, a few years ago, that that could have been a, uh, a, a spark that could have ignited a ridiculous argument. No, you but know? Li- not even just like um, a little argument. Like, sure, I wish I would have known, but I'm sure we'll work it out. Back then, it was like the spark that ignited a big explosion of things that had been building up for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it would have been like a huge blowout. Yeah. Um. And then I thought I got to thinking like over time, well, what is different? What is different now about how we resolve conflict than then back then? What do you think? Well, I think that I think that we both have matured, um, both you know in age and spiritually. Yeah. And I think with spiritual maturity comes you know this this ability to resolve conflict more appropriately, whether that's with our spouse or whether that's with, you know, just some random person at our workplace or, you know, somebody that we get into nowadays a discussion or an argument with on social media, yeah. which by the way is never a good idea. Uh, but <laughs> is anything do it all resolved? The time. Probably um, not. So anyways, I, I just feel like, you know, that with maturity and with growth comes that that ability to resolve conflict in a more appropriate manner and i think the be- the earlier you can learn that in your marriage the the better off your marriage is going to be and the more quickly your marriage is going to grow what do you want your phone oh um so <clears throat> i think that's part of it for us um but i think there are a lot of people that still struggle with and, and i mean we do too but i think there's a lot of people that struggle with even that have been married for a long time that struggle with how to resolve conflict appropriately without blowing up at one another without getting angry at one another and so <clears throat> conflict can be destructive um you know when when your anger goes unresolved it's kind of like what you were talking about <laughs> excuse me i just choked kind of <laughs> kind of like what you were talking about a minute ago and that Something as as small as you know uh, uh, 
um, what's the word that I'm looking for? A um, miscommunication, miscommunication in plans or, you know, whatever, something as small as that can lead to this big argument. Um, if we, if we allow that anger to go unresolved. Right. And so if we don't take care of things as they come, conflict can certainly be destructive. Right. And I, and I totally, um, I completely agree with you on being more spiritually mature. I mean, we definitely have not arrived and where, and like today, I mean, that kind of perturbed me. I'm just being honest that I was like, you didn't tell me and I have these plans. Um, and I feel like honestly, these days, most of our conflict stems from miscommunications like that, just little miscommunications. Um, but even though I felt that way, like it doesn't need to be verbalized. Right. And I right. think that th- that acknowledgement, that understanding has come um, through the years uh, of of just growing and realizing that that's not worth it. Like these little things that we fight about, <clears throat> they're destroying our marriage and it's not worth destroying our marriage over like this miscommunication. And I think that also too, it comes with just growing spiritually. Um, And I think of, you know, Galatians five, where it says, um, it talks about walking in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Um, My flesh wants to be like, why didn't you tell me I have this thing going on and now we're going to have to figure it out. And am I going to have to skip my thing? I have these plans. And you know, you're like, well, I have my plans. Like my, my flesh, my pride, my selfishness wants to like lash out and be frustrated. Um, but I need to be spirit filled, you know, and and I need to be controlled by this. That's not easy. Y'all that is not (laughs) easy sometimes to just, um, separate yourself emotionally is basically what it feels like. Like, don't let your emotions rise up. Be have self control. Be filled with the spirit. Um, respond in an appropriate way. Um, and that goes for all conflict, like you said. Like, this is how, as a Christian, this is how I should be responding on an everyday basis. Like with my kids, sometimes I get so tired and frustrated. Um, you know, at the end of the day dealing with my kids and I know that you know you've experienced the same thing and you're just like ah, I don't ever do stop that stop fighting <laughs> I'm always patient oh whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> but you know it's hard it's hard to respond appropriately and I think the key in in resolving conflict and in, in in a positive way is to first of all be filled with the spirit have yeah. a spirit-filled response. Yeah, you said something in that um, that lots of sentences that you just I'm said. So sorry. Um, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> um, but you said at the very beginning of it uh, something about you know these these little things that are destroying our marriage, and that sounds like like a big because it sounds like a big overstatement, like these little things that destroy marriages. But the reality is, is that is what destroys marriages. Oh, yeah. Now, certainly, you know, the big, um, whether it's, you know, unfaithfulness to your spouse or whether it's, you know, uh, uh, money issues or, you know, the big things that we often kind of um, associate with divorce and with marriages being destroyed. 
Um, obviously, those are those are problems. But the little things that just kind of chip away at the foundations of our of our marriage, um, these these little disagreements, these little things that we don't allow to be resolved. So Ephesians four says, "Let not the sun go down." <laughs> excuse me, upon your wrath. Um, but as we as we don't resolve these little misunderstandings or little disagreements or little you know whatever they might be if we don't resolve them then those are the things that ultimately you know just are constantly chipping away at the foundation the foundation of our marriage okay. and we find ourselves like just at the end of our rope sometimes like yeah. why am i with this person and why am i like and, it's, it's the low-key stuff right. and then and then there tends to be like a low-key like angst or bitterness yep. all the time yeah and so then so then anything right anything that happens is gonna create this great big conflict yeah anything yeah. because there's this low like low-key low-lying bitterness and frustration yeah. constantly there yeah, yeah. And I think about like I think about like in a house. Like those little tiny little termite things that you yeah. don't see, I mean, that are eating away our foundation and those foundation problems like if you've ever experienced that, like cause so much destruction mm. and cost so much money to fix. And I think about that. Like these little things are like little termites of our marriage. Yeah. The little termites no, that's of our a marriage good that are like yeah just slowly and you wouldn't think this tiny little thing would 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 cause such destruction or be such a big deal but it really is yeah um anyway yeah so i think unresolved anger can be destructive to a marriage but i think also like pride you know when when i don't when i am too proud to evaluate myself so my spouse tells me this area of, you know, our marriage bothers me or, you know, we I, I, I've got to constantly be evaluating myself. And when I'm so proud that I can't look at myself and say, OK, I've got these areas in my life that are wrong, that need attention, then that's going to be destructive. Uh, that's going to allow for con for destructive conflict to be a part of my marriage as well. Yeah, I think we need to learn to to truly listen and take responsibility yeah um a lot of times when you're uh confronted about something that somebody says you've done wrong or um you're my i know my first response and i was thinking about this too like what is my go-to what is my go-to defense mechanism like i i automatically go into defense mode um and i shouldn't but this is just what like my automatic response is that what? What are you saying? You're saying I did something wrong? Well, you shouldn't be so high and mighty and proud because you, because you, because you. And then my defense mechanism, I think, is that I want to switch it around and point fingers back at you. Right. And I've noticed that when we have miscommunications and disagreements and things that you kind of do the same thing. Mm -hmm. But you also at some point... Are you accusing me of something? You do that more than I oh, do. Stop. <laughs> No, but but I also noticed that you a lot of times just shut it down. Like, do, would you say that that's true? What would you say is your go-to defense mechanism? Yeah, like I I am more of a like I'm a I'm a conflict avoider, and so that's just that's just my right. personality. So not just in our marriage, but in general, like I I don't enjoy conflict, and so um, I, I feel like I can. 
um, just kind of, and this is a, this is a defense mechanism, but like, I feel like I can kind of just take it and let it roll off my back and move forward. And I think I can do that to a certain extent. Like I can just let things go and, and move forward in them. But there are some things that I hold on to that need to be dealt with that, right. you know, in the moment, I'm just like, so, you know, for instance, if you come to me with with something that, that I've done, you know, that has offended you or that has hurt you or that, you know, whatever, um, most often my response is going to be to be more dismissive about it right. than it is to be to, to deal with it because, that's just yeah that's i remember I a lot of times you saying whatever <clears throat> that was your like word yeah, for yeah. years you said whatever whatever and and then you would be like you're making such a big deal out of nothing yeah. whatever yeah and the other thing that would really really grate on my nerves but and the thing, you me, kind of still do this i'm sorry i have to say this i have to get this on my chest let me you okay let me jump in there because you were silent for too long so, no you so. you whistle I when whistle? you know I'm mad, you like start humming a song like, I don't know why she's so mad. I'm so happy. And you like whistle or you'll sing a song. <laughs> I don't, I don't and I'm remember like, ever doing that. You do it all the time. I don't do that you now. You know I'm like so upset about something and you're like, doo -doo -doo -doo. I don't do whistle that now. You work. Doo -doo -doo. And I'm just like, <laughs> so what are you doing? <laughs> But that was one of the things that I, I never did that on purpose. Like I honestly, I felt like you did all the time. I never did that on purpose. Like and I don't even. Every that's funny time. that you say that because like I don't even remember ever doing that, and I never. No, did that on every purpose. time that you do it, and you still do I'm it, I still feel guy. like that you do it. Every time you do it, I'm like, I want to wring his neck. I do not. I don't do that on purpose. Okay, but going back to what I'm you sorry, said about the whatever thing, where I try to jump in there. Yeah. Like I, I feel like that. That is. Um, an area that I've grown in because you're right. Like to me, some of the things that are a big deal to you are not a big deal to me. Like I, I, I don't see them as being a problem. I don't see them as being an issue, but I think what we have to understand is that if it's a big deal to our spouse, it's a big deal to us. Sure. It should be right. It has to be right. Because if it's not, then it's just going to cause more conflict. If I'm just dismissive and whatever, whatever, that's not a big deal. You're making a big deal out of nothing. Even if I feel like you're making a big deal out of nothing, and even if you are, in my opinion, making a big deal out of nothing, it's a big deal to you. Right. So I think of like the, the some of you may have heard of Brian Regan before, but Brian Regan has this little skit that he does. I love and Brian he talks Regan. About, he talks he's about, um, he's a comedian, um, <laughs> but he talks about like a little kid, you, you're, you're going to remember this one when I say it, but he talks about a little kid losing their balloons. Oh yeah. And <clears throat> how we're always like, as, as parents, you know, when our kid loses their balloon, it's just a balloon, calm down, we'll get you another one. But then he says like, could you imagine if your wallet just started floating away <laughs> and you're like trying to grab at your wallet? No, and that's kind of how I feel about about problems, you know, that that often we're dismissive of other people's problems because to me, it's not a it's, it's not a, just problem. a balloon. But to them, they've lost their wallet. Like to them, they've lost something really important, something really important to them. Yeah. And that's and, a great analogy. You know, I've got to I've got to take that seriously and not just be dismissive of it. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And and I think going back to, you know, we should. We should. We need to truly listen. We need to truly listen. Not listen to respond, but truly listen, and separate ourselves emotionally. You know, have a, a spirit-filled response, and also take responsibility. Because a lot of times when you approach me with things, uh, what you're saying is true. I don't want to hear it. 
I mean, I don't want to acknowledge that because, hello, I wouldn't. I'm perfect. But <laughs> right. And I know the same thing is true of you. I've heard you say it. Like, you don't want to acknowledge that. You don't want to admit it. But I need to ask myself, is this true? And if it is true, I need to take responsibility. I need to be humble enough to say, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's kind of a good a good place for us to talk about. And really, you've already mentioned the first one, but we've got kind of seven tips, if you will, for winning, winning a fight. And I know that sounds weird. Like to me, winning a fight is not that I won. It's that we won. Right. It's not it's, me versus you. Right. And it's so us versus it the goes problem. back to I think what we talked about last week on last week's episode is let's change from I speak in our marriages to we speak like it's it's we. And so when winning a fight in marriage is not that I won and I overcame and I argued my side better than she argued her side. It's that we won together and we came out as a as, as a better um, couple in the end of that fight. So there's seven seven tips, if you will, uh, for constructive conflict. And you really mentioned the first one already, and that is actively listen. So what's the difference, Danielle, in actively listening and not actively listening? Um, Maybe we could call it passively listening. Passively listening. I, <laughs> I mean, have you ever heard your mom say, I said it a hundred times, but it goes in one ear and out the other. She never said that to me. Whatever. She I've listened she did. perfectly. You were an angel. I was an angel child. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Grammys. Respond because you know that's not the truth. <laughs> but but that's the difference, I feel like. You hear, but you're not hearing. Like you Like you can hear that they're speaking words, but you're not listening with purpose you're not listening to what they're the words that they're actually saying i know i'm guilty of this i'm listening but not really i'm kind of formulating a response and i'm kind of guilty of doing this with not just like in conflict but in general because i am an introvert and i do not um conversate well (laughs) is that a word i don't know i don't think so whatever converse (laughs) um so smart over there no i think you're right though but like i i am like listening but not really listening and i'm and i'm trying to think of okay what are we going to talk about next yes because i just don't like that um silence that that awkward silence i cannot i cannot deal with it so as an introvert i'm always like what's the next thing what's the next thing what's the next thing and so by the time i finish with a conversation i am exhausted because just as an introvert that's how I am but I think in conflict we can do the same thing yeah it's like oh well he's saying this but you know what he doesn't he doesn't even know and I'm going to say it I'm going to bring that up because this is why I do that and that and I'm not even like really listening to what you're saying or trying to to discern whether or not you have a valid um accusation I say accusation but a a, a valid you know statement that you're making um yeah, so I feel like that is actively listening, listening with purpose, listening yeah. to hear and communicate with you and understand what you are saying and your side rather than listening to respond. Yeah, yeah. I think that you explained it perfectly. Um, and it is funny we do that in general too. And I, I'm the worst at this when it comes to finding out someone's name. So like oh, I yeah. met I met a few people last night for the first time. And two of the guys, I remember their name. One guy, I, I I asked him for his name. He walked away. I asked somebody else for his name. And I can't remember his name even today <laughs> because it's like, I don't know why I do this, but like I'll ask somebody for their name. And then I'm already thinking about like the next thing I want to ask them. 
And it's not because because I'm I'm more extroverted than you are, and I enjoy talking to people. So for me, it's not like I'm trying to think because I'm afraid that there's going to be a lull in conversation. For me, it's like I want to know the next thing, and I want to know the next thing, and I want to know where you work, and I know want to know where you're from, and I want to know all these things, and then I forget your name by the end of the conversation. <laughs> so, anyways, if I've forgotten your name before, I apologize. Um, I know that's something I need to work on. But yes, actively listening is listening with purpose. And paying attention to what a person's saying. So it's not that I'm on my phone when my spouse is trying to talk to me. It's not that I, why are you, give, why are you looking at me like that? Because, bro, you do that all I the time. I do not do that anymore. In fact, I think there's somebody in this room that is more prone to that than I am now. <laughs> uh, okay, I have to say something. Is this Just constructive little, conflict right now? Side note, little side note. Back when cell phones were first starting to get big, when we were um, coming out of college basically yeah you're like kind of aging we're, you're, now, we're right. yeah we're old um i remember looking at you i was at your house and your your mom was on her phone and your dad was on his phone and you were on your phone and i said i feel like i'm at a cyber cafe that's how old we are <laughs> those those don't exist anymore i but. know i was like i feel like i'm at a cyber cafe and i was a holdout I was a legit holdout on the phone thing. And people would get mad at me, like, why don't you answer your phone? Why don't you blah, 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 blah. Why don't you answer texts? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, because I don't like phones. That's not cool. I don't like that. And I held out for a very long time until I didn't. Yeah, now you're the worst. Now I'm the worst. <laughs> okay, so anyways, actively listening, I think is so, so vital for conflict in marriage. Right. And so conflict can be constructive when we actively listen. Um, that's number one. Number two, tip number two would be when I prayerfully consider my own faults. Mm. So like rather than just, you know, immediately saying, no, 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 I don't do that. Or no, no, no. Uh, I, I should take time to prayerfully consider and think about what my spouse is saying. Right. You have nothing to say about that, huh? Well, I do, but I'm trying to decide if I want to say it now or later. Okay. Well, let's keep going. So when you prayerfully consider, like, not just not just taking it and and running away from it, but really considering what the other person has to say, even after the conversation has ended, and thinking about that throughout the day, and thinking about how God might use those words that your spouse has, because after all, your spouse is God's minister to you, part of the way that God ministers to you, and so right. prayerfully considering what has been said is important. Right, and and I think that this is an important place to mention. Romans 12, um, verse 17 says, Repay no one evil for evil, which is what we tend to do in conflict, um, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. Basically, it's saying um, take responsibility for yourself. Um, you know, consider your testimony yeah. before other people. Um, take responsibility for your actions and, and don't just try to repay evil to your spouse because of what they've done for you, which is the whole actively, not actively listening, but like trying to be defense, defensive and yeah. get back at them. But, you know, prayerfully consider and have a good testimony. And what is, do I, is there fault? Yeah. Do yeah. I actually, is this valid? Yeah. And, and the next one goes right along with that. So not only when we prayerfully consider or, you know, when we actively listen, but when we admit that we're wrong, like when I'm willing to admit that you're right, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Um, those are hard words for us to say sometimes. Uh, I don't think that I, for a very long time. This is not true. Heard you say the words, I'm sorry. That is not like, true. Like I could probably count on one hand how many times 
you had said, I'm sorry, until maybe in the last few years. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, like those are hard words for us to say yeah, sometimes they are. because we don't want to admit wrong. And and I saying I'm sorry in a genuine way and not I'm sorry that you feel that way or I'm sorry that, you know, that that you misunderstood me. Yeah. Um, you, you know, saying I'm sorry in a genuine way is a difficult thing to yeah. do. Because those other low key responses like. I mean, those other responses are like low key dismissive. Yeah, yeah. Low key, not even really low key. I mean, they're kind of like in your face. Yeah, like oh, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm sorry that you know you took it that way. That's not how I intended it. But you're kind of saying um, that's actually your problem, right? right. (laughs) That's so a better a better way to to say it would be I'm sorry that I said that. How can what can I do to to make up for it or what can I do to, how could I, how could I say it better next time? Right. You know? And this is something I'm trying to even teach our kids. Like sometimes our kids feel like I did it on accident, so I shouldn't have to say I'm sorry. Well, even if you did it on accident, even if you bumped into someone at the grocery store on accident, you don't just walk away like, why were you in my way? I mean, you walk away and say, oh, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. Well, in our marriage, it's the same thing. Even if you weren't intentional about, you know, hurting them, you should still say, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like I didn't do it on purpose. Get over it. Right. Which is what we tend to do. Um, I, and, and, and I think that goes to like, why do we treat strangers and, you know, other people that are not even in our family, like not even our close relationships w- way better? Yeah. You know, are we so much more respectful to like a stranger than we are to our husband or our wife? Um, and it shouldn't be said, yeah, you know, yeah. that shouldn't be said of our marriages. But. Yeah. So, so be willing to admit wrong. And then the next thing would be, would be this, stay focused. So f- when I say stay focused, what, what we mean is focus on the right thing. Like don't focus on retaliation and how I can get back at this person because of what they've done for me, but focus on reconciliation. Galatians chapter six kind of speaks to that. Um, are you open there? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> Plus, I'm using this. Uh, yeah. yeah, so Galatians Galatians chapter 6 kind of speaks to that. Uh, just for sake of time, we'll let you look that up if you'd like. But Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, talks about uh, reconciling and not... Are you there now? Yep. Okay, go for it. Galatians 6, verses 1 and 2. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted... Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Yeah, so when I think about that passage, I think about, you know, like, I'm just as bad as that other person. Like, the things that the, the things that that um, that they're doing wrong or that they've offended me by, I do things just as bad as that. And so my goal is not to retaliate. My goal is to restore. And then focus on the person and not the problem. Because uh, often we begin to focus on the problem as opposed to you know focusing on how can I how can I bring my wife or how can I bring my husband back into a good fellowship and relationship with me? Yeah, and I think of you know Romans twelve verse nineteen where it talks about um, oh I can read it to you from here. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will will repay, saith the Lord. And I know sometimes we're like, I'm not going to get back at him because God's going to get him. You know what I mean? Like, And that's not what that's talking about. You know, that's not how our heart response should be. And I wrote down here, um, I think sometimes, (laughs) I think sometimes we feel like, 
wives that we we go into mom mode even with our husbands and we're like I need to punish him he needs to learn from his mistakes and so I need to punish him for this thing that he did or you know we act like we're the Holy Spirit I need to you know make sure that he learned that this is and and I think that okay your husband is not your child and we cannot um slip into that into that that way of thinking um you have to let the Holy Spirit do the work in your husband's life. You have to pray yeah. for your husband. And yeah, maybe bring up things, but it's not your job to punish him. Um, let God do God's job. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's good. And that actually flows into our last point we'll talk about in just a couple minutes. But um, we we what did we just say? When you focus on the right thing, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, next one. Um, when you proceed with patience, construct, our conflict can be constructive when I proceed with patience. So in other words, when I wait until the right time to approach my spouse, like, the right time is not necessarily when they walk through the door from work. Um, nope. The, the right time is not necessarily immediately after they've said or done something that has made you mad. Because how are you going to respond? You're going to respond in anger. Yeah, you're going to be filled with emotion right. and rather than filled with the spirit. Yeah, yeah. And so wait until the right time. Like the, the temptation for us is to do it immediately. Oh, yeah. Like Oh, you said that about me? Let's go. Let's throw down right now. You know, <laughs> I, know. Uh, I, rem I remember being so totally guilty of this and still sometimes am. I'm like, I just can't wait. I can't wait. I know this is not the right time, but I have to say it right now. Like, I just have to get it off my chest. I just cannot wait. Or like, I remember when I, I don't stay home very much anymore, but when I predominantly stayed home um, with the kids when they were little and something would happen and I, you know, would just, I'd have to get it off my chest and, and I would. I literally could not wait until you walked through the door so I could dump on you. And that is not the right time. Yeah, <laughs> Ladies, yeah. that is not the right time. You have to understand that he has gone to work and um, he's tired too. If you're tired, he's just as tired as you are. And when he's tired, just like when you're tired, is it's not the right time because you're that is I feel as though that is when we were both tired at the end of a hard day, when we would address these issues that was a huge factor, yeah, yeah, you know, in our major conflict because we were both like already at our wits end and then this. But I think too, husbands, that we have to understand that the same is true for our wives. Like when we first walk through the door and, you know, if your wife stays at home, like, like you, you know, did uh, several years ago, that's probably not the time for us to go to the kitchen and say, what have you been doing all day? Why are there dirty dishes in the sink? You have done that. I have done that and I've learned from my mistakes. <laughs> But what I think the point is that both of us have to understand, wait until the right time. And and most often the right time is not going to be as soon as you walk through the door yeah. or even sometimes as soon as an incident occurs. Certainly we want to take care of things, but wait until the right time. Wait until you're in the right spirit and, and wait to do it with the right spirit. Yeah. And I think about the right time, too, is not in front of the children. Yeah. Like if. It's hard for me. It's hard for me not to address things immediately. It's hard for me to wait. It's hard for me not to, like, when I see it, deal with it. Um, but especially if your children are around, like, you need to take a step back. And not that, you know, your kids should think that you're perfect and that you never have conflict. But they don't need to be privy to everything. Right, right. So yeah, in front sure. of your children's probably not the best place in time. It's definitely not the best place in time. <laughs> especially if the, the discussion argument conflict is about you know the children we tried we did that this morning 
We did a little bit. We have a, an 11 year old and he's definitely like, okay, we're getting into the preteen teen, like he's having these opinions and things. And so we were trying to like, he sits right behind us and we're trying to be like real quiet and discreet and like whisper. And then he's like chiming in and I'm like, Hey, mind your business. <laughs> like You're not supposed to be hearing this. You're not supposed to be listening to this. All right. So, so proceeding with patience is important, but then also compromise. And this is, this is kind of what we talked about a little bit earlier, changing from I speak to we speak and understanding that we're a team. Matthew 19, 6 says, wherefore what God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. Of course, that's the verse that is quoted at the end of, of many, many weddings. Mm. Um, that was, that Except was ours. misquoted at ours. <laughs> Thanks, dad. Uh, he said, what man hath joined together, <laughs> let not God put asunder. And we died laughing. It was laughing. a little bit of comic relief at the end of our, of our uh, yeah, ceremony. Yeah, we, we should have known so. that that's exactly how the rest of our marriage would go <laughs> we'd be cracking up um so anyways when we change from i speak to we speak when we can compromise when we can come to a place where we realize it's not about me this this marriage thing is not about me it's about us and it's about being on the same team and and winning the fight right and i think most importantly it's about us um living living the way that god would want yeah, us to right, live right being a light um and a healthy marriage, a loving marriage, I mean, we know is a picture of Christ in the yeah. church. And so um, it's about us and our marriage. And the reason we want our marriage to be successful is not just so we'll be blessed. And yes, we will be blessed. But so that we can have a testimony and be a help to others. Right, right. As others see our marriage, they see something different than what they see in the rest of the world. Right. Um, that's what we want. That's right. Okay, so then finally, here's the last one. Tip number seven, when you change. I'm not talking about your spouse. I'm not talking about, yeah, you Josh, know. you need to change. The, thank you. I'm you not talking okay. about the other person. I I'm talking about you, you as an individual when you change. What are you going to say? I, you know what I'm going to say. I don't know what you're going to say. Forget Why are you it. looking at me like that? No, say it. Now that you, you can't start something and then say, you know what I'm going to say and then not say it. Say it. No. Say it. No, I'm not going to say it. Oh, my goodness. Mostly because I can't remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, so. no I, I will say you do this all the time. But I can't remember the phrase. You do this all the time. And I'm like something you and you're like you. And you repeat it exactly the way. I don't know. Oh, it's some, it's usually like something like say. Oh. Say you were wrong. And right, you say right. you, were, you wrong. were wrong. Yes. <laughs> It's, but you do that in different different things, different things that you say, but you or always say say you're sorry. You're sorry. Yes, that's exactly it. You're sorry. I'm like, no, or say I'm sorry. And then I'll after say, after I burp or sorry. something, say, excuse me, excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, when you change, the opposite. When, when you decide to change and allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, because I think what we have to understand is that I cannot change anybody but myself. I can't change my spouse. I can't change my kids. Now, I can certainly modify behavior in my kids, sure. uh, but I can't change them, but I can pray for the Holy Spirit to change them. Right. I can pray for God's work to be done in their lives. And so, you know, if you're struggling in a marriage that is filled with conflict right now, understand that the only person that you can change is yourself. And I think, too, that it's important to note here, it's not like power of positive thinking, it's right. not like, I can do this. It's not easy. You can't do this. Yeah. It's 
You are responsible to make sure that you are following God and that you are in his word and that you are striving to um, be spirit filled and to do what he has called you to do and allow him to work in you. You're responsible for yourself. I think honestly, honestly, I didn't, this really didn't click to me until I was in college. Like I wanted to change everyone. I want I'm a fixer. That's just my personality. I want to fix everything and everybody and make everything better. And you know what we could do in here? So when we were looking at houses and stuff, I'm like, don't you see the vision? If we just fix this and fix this and fix this and fix this and fix this, it's going to be beautiful. And you're like, I don't see anything. This place is a dump because I'm a fixer. So I see things that need to be fixed. And I didn't. I did not understand this concept that you can't fix people until I was in college. And I read... Um, a little book. I don't even remember what class it was for. And I don't even think I still had that book. I think it was called Your Reactions Are Showing Mm -hmm. or something like that. And um, it talked about how you you can only change you. You are only able to control you. Right, right. Um, And that really, at that point, kind of hit me hard. And um, I think we need to remember that. Yeah, yeah. You know, we can't change our spouse. We can pray for our spouse. Yeah. We can encourage our spouse. Um, we can bring things before our spouse, maybe that need to be addressed, but we can't actually make a change. We have to let the Holy Spirit do that. Yep. Yep. That's and, and part of loving our spouse is is confronting, you know, issues that we have. I mean that that's not what you're saying is not saying just ignore all no. the issues in your marriage. No. Um, what you're saying is worry about yourself, change yourself, and allow the Holy Spirit to change your spouse, but lovingly address issues as they come up in your marriage. Yeah. And so that's that's winning the fight. Right. Winning the fight is understanding that we're in this together, that we're going to do it together, that we're going to come out the other side. With God's help, we're going to come out the other side stronger than when we entered this little spat or conflict that we're having. Right. So this is what we're saying. Go out and fight. Yeah. Fight, we're getting ready to go fight. Is... We're going to fight about how we're going to get to where we need to go today. I don't know how that's going to happen. We need another car, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what we're saying is go fight. Don't shove it down. Don't ignore it. Don't walk away. Don't let it build up. Address the problems, but address it in the right way. Right. Dress it in the right spirit. Yeah. And with God's help, our marriages will be stronger than they were when that If people quote us, arose. go out and fight. This is going to get all messed up. Yeah. Well, you said it, not me. I know. I need to measure my words. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Um, Do us a favor. If you enjoy the podcast, we'd love for you to go rate it uh, wherever you listen to it. Um, Leave us a review. Yeah, leave us a review. I like to read those reviews. I do, too. Even the bad ones. We've gotten a few bad ones. We got a bad one. We got a couple bad ones. And I was like, like, hey, we're not for everyone. That's all right. We're for Uh, someone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so go leave us a review, whether it's good or whether it's bad. We want to hear uh, what you like, what you don't like. And then follow the... Mostly uh, what you like. Yeah, mostly what you like. Yeah. <laughs> follow the Facebook page at uh, the He Said, She Said podcast. We just have some fun polls and try to do some encouraging stuff on there every once in a while. And we've got a giveaway coming up soon. We do. So make sure that you and follow also, the Facebook page. That's the only way that you can get in on the giveaway. So Facebook page and review. You have to leave a review too. Yes. Both have to be done in order to win the giveaway. Right. But also be look be looking out for our bonus Disney episode.
Yeah, even if you don't care soon. about Disney, just do me a favor and listen because I'm so <laughs> excited, y'all. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We will be back with you again next week. Yep. Have a great week. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us this week on He Said, She Said. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave us a review, subscribe, and tell a friend. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it's been a blessing.